Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, we are talking to Joe Coates. He is the Director of Emergency Management with Charleston County Government, and we're going to be speaking on the topic of preparing for weapons of mass destruction. Before we get started, I want to share a few resilience resources and reminders. Number one, we are so excited about our new newsletter called Four Corners. It's a lot of great, valuable content and exclusive interviews. You can find the link to that at bit.ly slash brd4corners in your show notes. In Disaster Recovery Journal News, please look on their website for upcoming webinars as well as to register for the upcoming conference. Um, and as follows news, you can check out the road to resilience as well as our five-step crisis strategy to navigate any business through any crisis in any industry at bit.ly slash the number five step crisis. Um, and you can also find more program updates and opportunities. So please feel free to check the show notes for that. And lastly, if you have enjoyed our podcast, we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We just hit over 28,000 downloads within the four months. We were at 20,000, now we're at 28. So we really wanna make sure that uh, your ratings and your reviews help us to find more listeners. So with that, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Uh, Joe, can you tell our listeners more about you and your background? Sure. So I'm the emergency management director for Charleston County government. I've been with the county for almost 14 years, have an extensive background in logistics, and, and uh, really like to be able to say that I'm a public servant and take great pride in that. So look, I'm excited. You're the first guest to come in and talk about weapons of mass destruction. Uh, my career started with kind of learning about this. I, I spent a little bit of time with the Department of Homeland Security in, in Los Angeles to kind of learn more about the Homeland Security side of our field. So when you say weapons of mass destruction, WMD, uh, it carries an intense and a serious connotation. And I think that there's probably a different perception if you're in the industry or if you're not. So can you share what WMD means as uh, or means to you as the director of emergency management for Charleston County? Sure. So weapons of mass destruction um, can encompass multiple different things. It's going to be an act of terrorism that's going to cause uh, our citizens are going to be fearful and could be multiple different things, whether it is a physical attack, uh, a detonation of explosives, uh, chemical attack, biological, um, it, it, nuclear, it could be multiple different hazards. And that's one of the things that we've really got to look at is to have that all hazards approach to be able to mitigate any possible event from occurring. Uh, and a lot of that is going to be Intel-led emergency management um, and Intel-led uh, law enforcement to make sure that we uh, were prepared for these types of incidents. 
So that kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, what does preparing for these risks look like at the county level? The fact that you're preparing, there's obviously a threat, I would imagine, but can you share a little bit about what preparedness specifically looks like? Sure, so we have a local fusion center that's in Charleston. So with that fusion center, it is a combination of multiple dis different disciplines that have come together from fire, emergency management, law enforcement, and we've all come together and we all share information. And that's one of the biggest takeaways is everybody be able to be at the same plate and same table where we can all get, gather information. And by doing so, we're preparing and we're be able to provide the information that we need to for our decision makers to make some tough calls if that would ever take place. And by doing that, we also have exercises um, and with over our department, we have the regional weapons of mass destruction team for our area in the, in the state. So we have exercises, we have training, um, and that is made up of uh, county SWAT, county bomb squad, and then um, three municipal hazardous material divisions. So it, it is all encompassing and it, it takes a lot of moving parts and pieces to make sure that uh, we're we're at our uh, peak of preparedness. So short plug to the International Association of Emergency Managers. Um, they held a, a region four conference in March of 2022. And that's actually where I had a chance to meet Joe. Um, but I was a tourist in Charleston. My husband had never been. We rented an Airbnb. Uh, we stayed at a, well, we were in an Airbnb. The conference was at a hotel. We went to the beaches, we went to the restaurants. Um, we went to some of the other um, uh, things that they have in the county that's available for people like us who are tourists. And so my question for you is, um, outside of Charleston being known very well for food, <laughs> definitely is. Um, how does tourism impact the potential risk of weapons of mass destruction? So it impacts it uh, all the time. Um, we have large planned events um, periodically throughout the year. Um, we get threaded assessment analysis on those different events. We're constantly planning and trying to improve our processes. Um, the Cooper River Bridge Run is one of our largest planned events uh, of the year. And that goes into so many different levels uh, of trying to peel back the onion of exactly what all we're doing. The public really doesn't ever see us. Um, they don't know what is typically being done um, on the back end make sure that the event is safe and that uh, we're making sure that the event goes successful. Um, because if, if we're not successful, we have an event, then tourism is going to uh, definitely decline and that is a major economic revenue for our area. So it's something that life safety and that economic revenue uh, is so crucial for both county citizens, those that are visiting um, and, and we just want to make sure that we have a safe event every time. I have so many thoughts in my head, um, but you know, if you think about your colleagues that are in emergency management who are in cities with major tourism, with major tourism economic engines, what would be your one to two recommendations, shared experiences about you know what what preparedness looks like or how to make it the most effective based upon weapons of mass destructions from a risk perspective? So the biggest thing is know your players, know who is who your assets are, 
what everybody will bring to the table um, in preparing and a response phase and prevention. Make sure that you know those players, you know their, their names, you know who they are, they know who you are. And that is the biggest takeaway that anybody can ever um, have in, in case that there is an incident because you need to be able to have trust with them and they need to have trust with you. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be the biggest takeaway is just knowing who your, your partners are and having that trust with them. So what I like about that is there is never a guest that we have on this podcast who does not share that same guidance, building relationships, establishing trust, maintaining par- partnerships. I teach at Savannah State uh, University and I always tell my students, right, you, you've got to learn how to build a relationship with people and know how to pick up the phone. Um, I told a student, hey, the first time you ask me for something should not be for me to change your grade. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Hi, how are you? Like, what's your name? <laughs> so I can appreciate that. Um, I feel like nothing happens in this industry without a relationship. And when chaotic things happen, you know, like these types of threats that we're, we're talking about, those things have to be solidified. So I appreciate that. Um, so thinking about resources. So in my view, uh, risk is continuing to increase. The consequences of those risks are also going up, yet funding for many organizations as well as resources continues to um, shrink as we you know, think about the threat landscape as a whole. So question for you is what are some sources of funding um, that you look for to provide resources for e- emergency management? There are a lot of resources out there. I know the funding has definitely shrunk since right after 9-11 and Katrina, um, but there are still funding sources out there. Um, we have the Port Security Grant, um, the Local Emergency Performance Grant, and then we're also looking at uh, trying to be designated as a UASI territory so that we can tap into some different funding sources there too as well. Um, but there are funding um, sources there. It's going to be creative financing and trying to, uh, to do a good bit of research and having a good grant writer uh, is definitely very beneficial. And speaking of that, just because I know a lot of our uh, su- subscribers are also seeking roles, most people probably wouldn't think that um, emergency managers are looking for grant writers. Are there any other roles that you all typically hire for that m- many people just may not know about? There are different roles, and a lot of it is uh, positions that are going to have multiple different roles. Um, So, for example, the uh, lady in our department that handles our grants, uh, she also handles logistics as well. So she does finance and logistics. So it's having multiple hats, being uh, comfortable in multiple different roles, and then just learning as much as you can to be able to be a, an asset for a department. And the biggest thing I can tell you to do if you're trying to break into the industry is to volunteer and try to get to know your partners and volunteer as much as possible until people are comfortable with you and so that you can get into the industry. So last question, uh, some of the folks who are listening might be employees in corporate or in some level of government. Um, who either may be in risk management and some of them who may not be. Is there any recommendations or guidance that you uh, could share with those folks in terms of weapons of mass destruction and just some things that maybe they need to know as just 
a citizen or a person, whether you're in America or not? Yeah, especially if you're looking at everything that's happening between Russia and Ukraine right now, um, there's lots of, of different things that are occurring behind the scenes. Uh, cyber terrorism is a, a major a major threat against our nation right now. Um, so be cognizant of um, your surroundings around you. If you see something, say something. Um, be mindful of your surroundings at all times, and just have an open open mind uh, of the different types of things that that can occur. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.